a farmer, seeds, and a parable. Grab your Bible and let's talk. Welcome to the Bible Glitter and Glue podcast, where Bible study and thought-provoking conversation lead to creative teaching. Now, here are your hosts, David and Mary Nelson. Thank you for joining in and listening to our podcast today. And Mary, it's so good that we get a chance to grab our Bible and open it up and have a discussion about the Scripture. It sure is, David. So today, our episode comes from Matthew chapter 13, 1 through 23. One of the parables of Jesus, one of his well-known parables, the parable of the soils. These 23 verses are set up in an interesting way, David. In verses 1 through 9, you have the parable, Jesus telling the parable about this farmer, seeds, and soil. And then skipping down into verses 18 through 23, he goes on to explain in detail all about that parable, what it really means. But in verses 10 through 17, there's this section right in the middle of this parable that is about parables in a general sense. Jesus explaining why he tells things in parables and stories. After he tells the parable, the disciples come to him and ask him, why speaking in parables? And in verse 11 and in verse 13, he tells them why he is speaking in parables. He says in verse 11, For to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them, meaning the crowd, it has not been given. Jesus is making a distinction between the crowds who will not and cannot hear and understand these parables and the disciples who do hear them and who do understand them. You see, it's the disciples who have an understanding because they listen to Jesus. And because they listen to Jesus, they will be given more understanding. And he goes on to say in verse 13, the reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. This tells us that understanding the parable may be more of a challenge than what we initially think. I think parables, the parables on one level are easy to hear, easy to relate to, but there's more to them than that. There are deeper levels of meaning, and that's why Jesus says, let those with ears use them and listen. And so parables invite us to reflect on what Jesus is saying. Parables invite us to continue to reflect and reflect and reflect so that we can have deeper and deeper understanding. And that reflection can be over years, can be over a lifetime. I remember hearing some of the parables from the Bible when I was a child. In all of these years, I revisit those parables, and I learn something new almost every time. Even today, David, as you and I sat down and discussed this before we began recording, I picked up a lot of new things that I didn't understand before. And I think that is the amazing thing about a parable of Jesus. And me too. And I think that's the way it should be. We need to learn how to listen to Jesus. And that's not an easy thing to do. 
Even when Jesus gives the interpretation of this parable in verses 18 to 23, it's not exactly clear about what he's getting at. We need to still ask ourselves the question, what is Jesus getting at? And reflect on that. It doesn't just involve ears. In this parable, we're talking about the heart, applying it to our life and not having distractions. So there's this active listening that's involved here that involves every part of us. We need to know the setting uh, for this parable in verse 1. It says, That same day Jesus went out of the house, and this was a house that he was in teaching from chapter 12. He's finished teaching, and so he goes out of the house, and he goes and sits by the lake. And then large crowds gathered around him. He got into a boat, and he sat while the people stayed on the shore. I think this is really interesting, David. We've talked about Jesus being the master teacher Here he's concerned that everyone can hear him. He's going to be talking about listening and hearing. I think it's really great to see how he takes the time to make sure the setting is appropriate for his teaching. He doesn't want those words to be wasted. They're important. So by getting onto that boat, it's almost as if he's setting up the sound system for what he's saying. He's going to make sure they can hear him. And on this boat, he's a little bit distant, but close enough where everyone can hear and no one would be left out. I think that's great. That's a good tip for me when I'm teaching to make sure that the setting is good for all of the students to hear. Right, and so Jesus used stories or parables to teach them many things. This is one of the more familiar parables of Jesus. It's very relatable. He talks about a farmer going out to plant his seed like farmers do. And there are four kinds of soil that this seed falls on. The first kind of soil was by the road or by the hard path, and birds came and ate the seed. And then some seed fell on rocky ground, where there wasn't much dirt, and so the seed may have spread, but it it didn't grow very long. And then some seed fell among thorny weeds, and weeds grew and choked it up, so it never did mature. And then there's some seed that fell on the good ground because it was good ground. It produced a wonderful harvest. So that's the parable. What does this parable mean? Again, people would have been very familiar with farmers and seeds and harvest. And in that time, this wasn't just a hobby. Farmers produced crops to feed their families, to feed possibly the village. Maybe it was even their livelihood. We're not talking about plows and farming equipment. We're talking about a person with seeds in their hand, and they're spreading that seed on the soil. And as listeners heard that, they knew a farmer would not want to just lose any of that seeds. He wants the harvest. So they could quickly understand there's four types of soil here, and only one of them is the right kind. I was thinking, David, we might take each of those soils and talk about them a bit. That first soil, the the seed fell on this hard ground. Obviously, the seed can't even begin to germinate on this hard ground. So the birds see their chance and come and whisk it away, and they, they eat that grain so quickly. But Jesus says in the last part of this 
chapter in verses 18 through 23, he said that the meaning of this is this is when a person hears, but they don't understand. It doesn't actually soak in. It doesn't germinate. They don't understand. And the evil one comes and takes away the things that are planted in that heart. So this is quick. This hasn't even had a chance to, I guess you could say, sink in and germinate. So this is the first kind of soil. This is not the kind of soil I want to be. When I think about my heart, I want to hear, I want things to germinate, to grow, and for me to think about them over time, to really understand this idea of just hearing and poof, it's gone. That's not the kind of soil I want to be. And the second soil is rocky soil. And rocky soil was very common in that part of the world. Jesus says that seed is like the person who hears the teaching and he accepts it and he accepts it with joy. It's exciting. It's new. But then as eagerly as he accepted it, he doesn't last very long because rocky soil doesn't hold much moisture. And so when the hot sun beats down, the plant withers and dries. We know of people who hear the message and they accept it eagerly and with joy, but they don't last long. They don't ever get an opportunity to grow and to develop and to mature, and I don't want to be that kind of soil either. Well, it's interesting, David, when Jesus explains the meaning in this version, which we're using the International Children's Bible. I kind of like the way this says, that person does not allow the teaching to go deep into his life. He keeps it only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, Because of the teaching he accepted, then he quickly gives up. He has no roots. This has not gone deep. These roots are just among the rocks. They can't withstand and give that nourishment, like you said, when the sun comes out. And then that third type of soil. This is the soil where weeds are growing. It hasn't been tended. It's not soft. Just a lot of weed. Any seed that fell among those thorns and weeds didn't stand a chance. Jesus said that those seeds germinate, they begin, but the weeds grow and the other plants choke out the good plants. That's someone who hears the teaching. And in that scenario, The worries of life, the bad things in life, the distractions, love of money, all of these other things, they start coming in and they choke out the good that they've heard. And wow, we can all relate to that, how we can let life come in and choke out the good things that God is giving us and God is teaching us. And then there's that fourth soil. The good soil, Jesus says, this is the person who hears the teaching and he understands it. And then that person grows and produces fruit. And Jesus says, sometimes 100 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 30 times more. So the harvest is spectacular. It's more than what is expected. That's the good soil. All from that one seed. Sometimes when we hear the Word of God, 
we sometimes can skip over the fact of how precious it is and what it can do in our lives and in the lives of those around us. This is precious, these seeds. So allowing them to germinate and grow only multiplies them. As we reflect on this parable, I'm still thinking about trying to figure out what is Jesus's point. And he mentions that the seed is the teaching about the kingdom. And if we put it in its larger context, Jesus went about preaching about the kingdom of God that was coming. And people had all their expectations about what that means, what that looks like, how it's going to come about. And Jesus teaches about the kingdom. And I don't know if the point is the focus of the different soils, and there's only one out of four soils that's good. I think even though the seed falls on these different kinds of soils, in the end, there will be a harvest. God still will provide a harvest, not just a harvest, but he will provide a spectacular harvest. Even though most people might have turned away from Jesus' message in the end, God's word is powerful and God's word will not return to God void. It will accomplish what he intends. And so God will provide a spectacular harvest. Mary, I think this is what discipleship is when we read this and reflect on this parable. It's committing myself to the life of the kingdom, not just hearing the message, but hearing it, understanding it, and understanding it more deeply and doing it. Jesus wants to know that I am listening to him and that I am letting the message about the kingdom sink deep into my heart and my life. And I'm so encouraged, David. I work out in the garden a lot, and I see plants begin to sprout and grow. And I think of this parable. That's interesting how, like we said earlier, over a lifetime, you continue to revisit this idea and thinking, how is God growing in me, in my heart? How is his teaching germinating and growing in my heart? I think of that a lot. I want to be that kind of soil where these teachings really take root and grow. I think children get excited about this parable because they understand seeds and plants. And when I'm teaching them, I love to bring in different kinds of seeds and let them look, maybe even some plants. We can look at pictures of roots of plants. We may even bring some weeds in and and look at those. A good thing to do in this one is bring a big pan or flat container and just put some dirt in it and let the children recreate these different types of soil. Let them put rocks in one. Let them put some weeds in one and mash the dirt in the other and make it really hard and then leave the other one really good and soft and ready. And then you can just plant some seeds and and see what happens. If you get to come back to the same room, see what it's like next week and just get the idea of seeds growing. There are so many crafts you could do. We talk about glitter in this class, but you could just draw an outline of a heart and glue seeds onto it and write the scripture below it from Matthew 13 about being that kind of soil and letting God's word grow in your heart. This one has no end, I think. I'd even maybe have a snack. You can get multigrain bread, something so simple as this. 
can be exciting in Bible class, but give the children some bread and let them find all the seeds in the bread. That's a fun activity. What about adults, David? What would you do in an adult class? Well, I think as a fun experiment, and this is similar to what you just mentioned about watching seeds grow, is that you can have the class participate in bringing the material, but you can get four pots and dirt and, you know, the intent is to plant seeds in each pot. And, of course, one pot, you smash the dirt down very hard and you just throw the seed on top. And the other pot, of course, you put rocks in the bottom, just a thin layer of soil. And the third pot, you also plant thorny seeds or weeds along with a good seed. And then the fourth pot, of course, is the good soil. If you do this, you want to get some seed that grows quickly, like bean. Bean seeds are a good example, but there are other seeds. And I would have the class participate by helping you plant all these seeds. And then just say, look, over the next several weeks, we're going to watch these seeds grow and see what happens. And let this be a reminder to reflect on the parable of Jesus and just see what happens in a month or so. so. This could be a fun experiment, a good reminder to reflect on the parables of Jesus. Another idea would be in the parable, only one soil produced a harvest. This is a reflective teaching tip. You can ask each person in the class, how is my life evidence that God's sowing in my heart has produced a harvest? And let people reflect on that. For example, am I loving being with the brothers and sisters on Sunday more and more? Am I giving more this year than I gave last year? Do my neighbors know that I'm a follower of Jesus? So how is my life evidence that God's sowing is producing a harvest? Well, that's another really rich parable, David. And again, I'm going to go away and be thinking again about these plants and this soil and what that means in my life. And Mary, me too. And I keep thinking about Jesus' words, let those with ears use them and listen. I think those are very powerful words. And that's what we want to bring into our teaching. So may God bless you as you speak his word into the lives of adults and children. Thank you for listening to the Bible Glitter and Glue podcast. Subscribe now to listen to new weekly episodes and visit missionbibleclass.org for more free resources to help you share God's word with children.